Greetings to all of you. Welcome to this episode of Grace Podcast. I'm Timothy Muse, uh, creator of Grace Life Coaching, and I'll be your host today. Thank you for coming out. Thank you for being part of this. Thank you for being part of the work. It's a joy and a pleasure and a privilege to uh, to be able to do this. Uh, and if you are finding that this podcast is beneficial to you, that it is changing your life, then I certainly would encourage you to help that happen for others. Uh, share it out there. If you've connected with this podcast through social media, uh, through the Facebook page or Twitter or Instagram, please share it. Tag me in it. I'd love to know where you're at. I'd love to know where you're listening from. It'd be really cool to uh, see how this is affecting you and where that's, you know, where it's affecting you at. Uh, if you're listening on one of the platforms, it'd be a great uh, favor, a great success if you could follow us uh, and give us a rating and review. Uh, that's how the platforms see that the podcasts are being listened to. The more positive rating and reviews that the podcast gets, then the more that people say, hey, you know, we're going to pay attention to this and we're going to do something about it and, and we're going to share it. Uh, we're going to share it out there so that others will hear it. So when someone looks for, you know, self-help, coaching, change, you know, then then the podcast pops up and that's how it gains traction. That's how it gains uh, momentum. And really, quite frankly, you know, when we start looking at traction and momentum, that's what we want. The more traction and momentum that the podcast gets, the more that it has the opportunity of changing people's lives. And the more that it has the opportunity of changing people's lives, then the more other people can better. I mean, so let's just be clear. You know, there isn't a, there isn't a limited commodity about better. We live in a world of scarcity that, 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 you know, companies, corporations, capitalism want to pit us against each other with the claim that there's only so much. And if you want it, you got to step on someone else or beat someone else down. Or you, if you're going to get better, someone else has to get worse. It's kind of like emptying a bottle of water into a glass. If you're going to fill water in the glass, you have to empty the bottle. You have to empty the water from the bottle. Well, that is not the case when it comes to uh, bettering ourselves, advancing ourselves, growing some Somebody else doesn't have to decline when we grow. When you grow as a person, when you grow mentally, spiritually, emotionally, physically, when you get, you know, when you get in shape, okay, I'm on a, I'm on a journey. I've been on a journey for a long time of bettering myself physically, um, looking to lose weight, continue to lose weight. When, when, if I lose weight, someone else doesn't have to accept it. You know, it's not like, oh, well, if I'm going to take off 10 pounds to be better, well, somebody's got to get my 10 pounds. That's not how it works for me to be better. It doesn't mean someone else needs to be worse. Okay, we can all be better. So we should actually want that for each other. We should want each other to be better, because if we want each other to be better, then we're all better together. And that's just how it works. You know, when I'm better, we're all better. When you're better, we're all better. So we should want this. So we should want to share this out there. Get it out there. Encourage other people to listen to it. Encourage other people to go on a journey, even if it's not a journey with me, even if it's not a journey with this coaching structure, if it's something else, somebody else, uh, there's plenty out there that have the opportunity. So encourage it. Encourage it in others um, and encourage it in yourself. So uh, please share it out there. And if you want to reach out to me directly, if you want to continue to, if you want to contact me, you got any questions, comments, you want to do some coaching, what have you, uh, you can reach out to me through the website, gracelifecoaching.com, all one word, all lowercase, gracelifecoaching.com. And that'll take you to the website. It's got all my contact information, my cell, my DM, my, my Facebook, my email, all that. You can reach out to me. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to communicate with you. I'd love to dialogue with you. Uh, if you want to do 
do some coaching, if you want to do some conversation, uh, I'm certainly open to that. You know, and, and we can coach anywhere as long as we have a common language. We can coach. I mean, we it can be anywhere in the world, um, and we can have uh, we can have this this coaching session and 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 work together to try to better uh, life and 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 bring about hope. So the last three sessions, I've been talking about you know why it's so hard to change. Uh, and I looked at, you know, kind of the biological aspect of it, the emotional aspect of it, and the systemic aspect of it. And all of those things create a desire to keep us from changing, to keep us in status, to keep us in, uh, in, the, in our comfort. Comfort, uh, you know, we, we want to stay still. Uh, change is only happens when we are in conflict. Uh, change happens when when the status quo is conflicted. And I know I talk about, you know, when, when I use the word conflict, um, conflict is all of a sudden, you know, red flags, ding, 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 conflict avoidance, conflict avoidance. And, and, and there's a lot of people and there's a lot of ways to conflict avoid. But in some aspects, in a lot of aspects, actually, we tend, we face conflict every day. And we have to uh, deal with that conflict every day. We have to deal with uh, conflict. And, and, uh, and I'll tell you what I'm talking about here. Yeah, I'm not talking about anything real uh, significant. Uh, conflict is easy as, you know, you're sitting in the, in the chair watching the game and you're out of iced tea. Now you're in conflict because, well, you're thirsty. Do you get up and um, get something which would resolve the conflict? Or do you decide that you're just going to sit there and be thirsty, which would resolve the conflict? Um, conflict is what moves us out of our status quo. When we have to use the bathroom, our body is in conflict. So we can either, you know, I mean, I'm sure you've all had that experience where you're in bed in the middle of the night and you're like, wow, you wake up, well, I have to go to the bathroom, but I don't want to get out of bed. So can I hold off until morning? There's a conflict. And the resolution of the conflict is either to move or to uh, stay in, you know, stay, stay in your status quo. Um, so change the, 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 the systems around us, our, our emotions, all that. They want to keep us from changing because they want to, they don't want to expel the energy to do that. And a change comes from conflict and, con you know, conflict resolution takes energy, even small conflict resolution. So we as human beings, we're going to be comfortable until we realize that the status quo um, is no longer good. Uh, it was uh, Sheila Walsh who is a motivational speaker. She's a, a faith-based motivational speaker. I, I heard her say it, uh, and she may have coined it. She may have borrowed it from somewhere else. I don't know if she did. She didn't, um, she didn't say. But she says that, the, you know, that when the pain of staying the same is worse than the pain of change, that's when change happens. You know, when it's more uncomfortable to stay the same. So going back to that, um, you know, in bed in the middle of the night having to go to the bathroom. Well, it, it, to the point where you can no longer hold off, that's when you're going to move. And that's when conflict, uh, you know, when, the, when, when changing, when moving doesn't, um, it is less painful than staying the same. So, so we really, you know, if we're going to change, we need conflict and, and we need, we need a, and maybe, maybe a different word for that would be an instigator, a movement. You know, we need a, we need a cause. If everything is an effect, if, if, if change is an effect, we need a cause. Okay. Maybe we don't want to use the word conflict because conflict really has a lot of negative baggage, even though it shouldn't, but we need a cause. If we're going to change, we need a cause and that cause has to be more powerful than our status quo. Um, and so a lot of times, you know, unfortunately in our, in our lives, in our worlds, we're capable of deflecting that cause. 
we're capable of finding something to acquiesce the pain, even just a little bit. So I don't, you know, I I, I want. Um, I'm, I'm watching the game. I'm out of iced tea. I want something. I want some more iced tea. Um, and I really want some iced tea, which is my conflict. But hey, over here is a, uh, you know, a half bottle of soda that I opened yesterday that's flat and warm. Well, I don't want to get out of the chair, so I'll deflect my conflict or my cause with with this, even though it's you know awful. Uh, it keeps me in the chair at least a little bit longer. So we spend our lives actually um, looking for things to uh, deflect the cause of our change. We spend, you know, a lot of our life deflecting the cause of our change by by bringing in something that doesn't answer the cause or the conflict, but actually, you know, satiates us enough that we don't have to fully change or fully re-identify ourselves or fully move. So, so a lot of what we want to do as we move forward um, is to look at, you know, what keeps us comfortable. And, and and where the cause is or the conflict is that want us to change and how do we or, or pushes us to change, I should say, and how do we deflect that and, and, and how do we kind of turn from that and, and find a middle ground when really at the end of the day, um, you shouldn't. Uh, if you're going to better yourself, you need to fully confront what needs to be addressed or needs to be changed and move forward with it. So that's always the work. And for all of us, it's, it's different. Um, it's different, you know, in because it's different levels of change and it's different levels of comfort uh, that we have to face. Um, but one of the things that I've, I find really interesting uh, as we look at ourselves and as we move forward, uh, it comes from uh, from Jim Rohn. Jim Rohn is a, a, a speaker, a motivational speaker, um, and he talks uh, in a lot of ways about, you know, better life and and the things. That, and one of the things that he postulates and one of the things that he talks about is is your friends who, and actually the actually not just your friends, but who you're surrounded with. Um, and he says that, you know, we're the he says we're the average of the five people closest to us. I don't know if I'm necessarily going to agree that we're the average of that. Like you're going to take five people and put them together and, and you know, um, and, and intellectually and emotionally, not physically, but intellectually, emotionally, mash them all together and create a cocktail and, and, and you become the cocktail. But the five people that we spend the most time with, the five people we spend the most time with certainly have a large influence on how we think, act and see the world. The five people that we spend the most time with. And, and so, you know, if we want to look at causality for for change and growth, we certainly want to look at the five people that we spend the most time with our systems, you know, and that's kind of what we talked about last time, uh, you know, and, and how our system wants to keep us the same because it's good for the system. But really, if we want to want to move forward and, and, and find a, a stronger road for ourselves and a better self, then it is important for us to look at the five people we spend the most time with. So we want to look at the five people we spend the most time with. Now, let's be clear, because um, we can spend our systems change. So, I mean, if you're fully active in the world, then you're going to spend five. You're going to spend time with five different people in five different systems. So like your home life, your work life, your school life, your exercise life. These are going to have five different influential people. Uh, for my life, they do. I mean, my home life, I live with four other people. So at home, there are four other people um, that, that, that primarily influence my home life because they're right there every day. Um, and then, you know, my work life, there are five people uh, who, are, who are surrounding me on a regular basis. 
that that are uh, the primary and I don't want to say primary influence for my work, but have the most face time with me uh, at the gym. Uh, when I go exercise, yeah, there are five people that have primary FaceTime with me. So, so understanding that these people, um, just by their nature, just by their nature, are going to influence how you see the world, particularly in those systems and in those series, in those circumstances. Uh, so, if you want to address your circumstance, if you want to address your circumstance, then you want to see the five people that surround you, and whether those five people are helping you to address your circumstance or keeping you in the circumstance that you're in. All right. So, one of the things now, again, when we talk about family. Unless we start getting into uh, really, really deep trauma or abuse circumstances, um, you know, wading into the water of family, our family, our spouses, I mean, they are who they are. And we can talk with them and we can help them. um, We can help grow with them. Sometimes there is some conflict or some challenge in the midst of that. If you want to eat healthier and the rest of the people around you don't want to and don't support that, uh, or if you're trying to quit a habit and everybody around you is participating in that that habit it gets harder and harder you know if you if you want to quit drinking uh and everybody around you is is you know drinking or, or there's always alcohol within your midst or what, what whatever it is so so families can be can be a challenge but our social groups our work groups our exercise groups we have the capability of looking at these five people and saying you know what i i need a different five people or i need a different couple people around me um in that, I mean, it, it's just it's just where it's at. I mean, they need, you know, we, we need to look at the five people around us and, and we need to say, are these five people around us, around me, are they good for me? Are they good for me? Are they um, what we want? You know, are they good for me as a person, as a, um, and in, in achieving the goals that I want to achieve? And oftentimes what you're going to find is that the very behaviors you want to adjust or advance through, the, the people closest to you are the ones that are holding you back from that. Okay, so, so let's, say that, let's say that you want to um, get better, get healthier, quit drinking, quit partying, save money. Okay, so you're like, this is a, I'm going to turn over a new leaf. I'm going to go to bed early. I'm going to eat better and I'm going to quit drinking. I'm going to quit partying every night or quit partying you know, on weekends or what have you. Well, then as you start to think about it and those people that you are attracted to or those people that you're connected to, how are you connected to them? Where are you spending time with them? Are you spending time with them, you know, hiking on the trail? No, most likely you're probably spending time with them partying and, and drinking and having a good time. So, and maybe they're going to be like, yeah, you know what? That's a really cool thing. Um, but most of the time, like, well, this is who we are and we don't want you to change. We don't want you to leave the friend group. We want to continue to do what we've been doing. So the people closest to you have a great deal of influence on you, uh, active and passive. So if we want to change, if you want to grow and advance, one of the challenges around you is to look at your sphere of influence. Look at the people who are most influential to you, the people who are closest to you, the people who surround most of your energy. And most likely, in order to grow and advance, you will either need to adjust those people or at least redirect that energy. 
Okay, you may need to, you may not be able to adjust those people, uh, but you may need to redirect that energy. You you can't adjust who your parents are, who or who your siblings are, um, but you may need to redirect the influence, the sphere, the the access that they have to you. Uh, same with coworkers. You know, we can't always uh, address who our coworkers are, but that doesn't mean that coworkers have to be any more than coworkers. Uh, and maybe you know, maybe your company or your place has a has a culture of of going out on Friday after work to drink or party or whatever. And and maybe it's like you know what, I'm going to not do that anymore. Uh, I'm going to move in a different direction. I'm going to move in a different way because I want to do something else. That doesn't mean they're not your coworkers anymore because they have to be your coworkers, but their sphere of influence has decreased. And they're not going to like it because, hey, you know, maybe you're the guy or the, the woman that, that, you know, that buys the third round or what have you. Or, um, and, and they're going to have to shift as well. And they're not going to want to shift. So they're going to try to drag you back in uh, to, that, uh, to that identity. But if you want to better yourself in any way, in any place, even if it's a specific place, then you have to look at those who are closest to you and are they supporters of that? Are they a benefit to that or are they going to challenge that and try to drag you back? Um, and then once determining that, you can either, I mean, if you can, you know, kind of, okay, that, that, that person is no longer within my sphere of influence or if they have to be in your sphere of influence or going to be in your sphere of influence, you can at least say, you know what, they're not going to have as much influence over, I'm not going to give them as much power over me as I used to. Uh, and we see a lot of times people who are looking to change and grow, they have to readjust the power core of the people who are most influential to them. Uh, now, there are a lot of other people that are influential, and I think this is, you know, a lot of the challenge, a lot of pushback to Roan's um, argument. And I, I would agree. There are a lot of people that are influential to us, um, and those influences extend out even beyond people that we know to people that we don't know but who make decisions on our behalf and all that kind of stuff. However, for the most part, uh, there are very few people that we spend the most time with, and it is those people that we um, then – it is those people that then we look at and we say, okay, are their presence in my life the most beneficial? Do I need to adjust their energy? Do I need to push their energy further out? Do I need to just change the, you know, the fourth and fifth spot in my life? Um, and it's going to be hard. It's not going to be easy because these people love you, but they also love who you allow them to be. And that's part of the system that we talked about last time is the system, you know, kind of it, it adjusts to who you are and it, and it builds itself around who you are. And when you change and the system doesn't know how to do with that. Well, when you look at your desire of who's going to influence you uh, and you see that maybe there's a personality or two in your uh, sphere that is not influencing or not participating in the positive movement, that is when you have to look at and go, OK, Maybe I need to move this energy out. Maybe I need to reshuffle who has access to me or what has access to me. And I think you could extrapolate that out even further. You know, if you look at your social media, uh, and I'm not sure if, you know, Roan really takes this into account, but I think you could look at, you know, like your top five social media followings. Who do you follow the most? Who do you lay into the most? Who do you uh, listen to the most? Who do you watch the most? I mean, we all have, you know, five or six profiles that we keep going back to over and over again because they either spark our growth or they draw us back into who we want to be. So looking at those as well, maybe your, your circle of influence isn't people. Maybe it is uh, social media posts. Maybe it is influencers or creators or what have you. And looking at those and going, okay, maybe I need to shuffle these around. 
you know, I feel so full of gloom and doom and, and the world's coming to an end, realizing that, you know, um, a, a media outlet is the is the um, is where I spend most of my time. And all they're showing me is things blowing up or things burning down or people dying or crying or hurting. Maybe I need to change that, move that energy out to the periphery and bring another energy in uh, that is going to influence me better. So none of us are islands, my friend. We all have these influences, these energies around us. So it's important for us to understand what has the best access, the most access to us, and how that influences us. All right, my friends, that's what I got for you for today. I hope that you're well. I hope that you continue to advance and grow in the areas that you're capable of. Like I said, you know, if you're on the platforms, follow us, give us a rating and review, share it out there through all the social media outlets. And if you want to contact me, you can reach out to me at gracelifecoaching.com. That's the website. And as always, here at Grace Life Coaching, we want you to be the best you.